not going to play it. Welcome to this, the 12th episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. Brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. What does MGA Traffic do? Traffic, transport and waste. Better than just about anyone I know. Their managing director, staff member of the month, Fabian Guadagnolo is here. <laughs> no, that's Pete's title, but... Staff member of the month. No, the first one. Uh, <laughs> Buenos aires, ragazzi. And Buenos aires, ragazzi, to you. Um, and Tim Davis. Hello, Tim. Sean, how are you, mate? I'm good. I've got the intros out, and that's good. We've only been rolling for a little bit, so that's a good start, I think. Fab's given us 25 seconds on the clock by not pressing, a bit of grace. Pre- pressing record. <laughs> um, before we get into the sport, which is what we're here to discuss, did, uh, what did we get up to over the weekend or in the week to this point in time? Anything worth discussing? Anything I'd be interested to hear? Oh, you're probably not going to be interested to hear about the poor behaviour of my children, but... Uh, probably not. We were going out for dinner Saturday night with family friends, driving over to Elton La Borghetta? No, we were going... Again, it was family friends. Uh, oh, so it wasn't we like a to, restaurant. No, no, we were going <clears throat> to, to their house. And somehow I'd gotten in my head, we're going there for 5.30, which I thought, that seems really? a bit odd. Really? But it suits my kids. How old are they? My kids? No, the, they, you go into like elderly people's house? No, no, no there's... For so dinner at half past we were three going in the afternoon? To, we were going to the family of my dad's best mate, who is now no longer with us. So his wife was going to be there, but it was his son's house. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's, no, no, it's a no, haunted no, house. No, nothing untoward, but um, it was... It Tim, was <laughs> Tim goes, basically, a man came up to us and said, if you can spend the night in the haunted house, we'll give you $500,000. <laughs> So we made our way over there for five thirty. Got too much time on your hands. So anyway, it turns out, and I'd managed to get my wires crossed. We were supposed to be there at six thirty. Wow! So I had an extra hour to kill, and my kids um, late in the day on a Saturday at the end of the school term, they're starting to get a little bit on edge. In the end, we thought. I'm going to kill time. We'll go to Angela's place in Diamond Creek. This is my sister. Yeah, palm them off to my sister. So, no, no, it wasn't palming <laughs> off, but we were just going over there to kill time. Elise said, oh, let's go home. But it's sort of like, it's nearly a half hour drive to get back home. So in the end, Doesn't we're going to live on a farm? During the week, yes. Okay. So she, at the moment, Angela's got three houses. Okay. <laughs> Good luck Struggle to town. <laughs> yeah, correct. Correct. So she's got a, like a, she's got a house on a winery yep. that she owns yep. in... Moon and Bell up near Avoca. Yep. She got a job in Ballarat working for Department of Planning, Department of whatever it is, yeah. water planning and something yeah. else. I should know. Sorry, Ange. No, it's the, we just call it the department. They, they yeah, change their name every yeah, three yeah, years. That, that is very true. So. Um, and so they bought a house in Wendaree that they're doing up, yep. so it's really close to where she's working. And um, they've kept their house in Diamond Creek that Con's son is living in, so... When it rains, it pours. So anyway, we've gone over to Angela's place. The behaviour of my three kids at Angela's place, deplorable. Mm. As bad as I've ever seen it. And I held it together phenomenally well. Because to add further context to it, not 10 minutes before we arrived at Angela's place, Charlie Kerno, to my mind and understanding, has done an ACL. Yeah. So I am thinking, <laughs> well, this the, world sucks. Tim is the human embodiment of the dog <laughs> in the house on fire. <laughs> sitting there, sitting there going, this is fine. This is great. So no, kids, so, kids, so, <laughs> kids, kids, just stop, stop what you're doing. It, children, children. Hey, 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 hey. No, hey. The, the, the one, the one that we had was Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, get your feet off the table. This isn't, it was on a coffee table and he just left them there. And it was sort of like, what would happen to you 
I'd be and, dead. I wouldn't be here. No, I was going to say, as a five-year-old kid, if I dared, if I showed that level of temerity to dead. Margaret or Richard when I was growing up, shout out to Margaret and Richard, Richard. for what it's worth. Yeah, shout out. I would have been given the, an almighty belting with the wooden spoon. You would have deserved it. I've n- oh, no doubt. Never, I've never been hit by a mild man, but I feared that at any any second it was, it was my time to go. <laughs> that, that, that's just how it was. You cop more off. You cop more off your mum. Oh, mum was a phenomenon. Yeah. Like my my mum with a wooden spoon was unbelievable. Your and, mum, and, and, and has your mum got any Italian in it? Uh, Tim. Well, her surname's McElhenney, so no. No. With a, with an I. No, with an E. <laughs> oh, it's Val. McElhenney. Yeah, that that vowel just that that's the violence that. that you, know, just, you reckon the vowel is all in the Whack your kids. <laughs> you ever have the old, I had the mouth washed out with soap. I had that once. Yeah, once. Never did it I again. can't even remember what I said. I didn't think it was that bad. I think I just said the S word and that was enough to get it done. I was probably about the age of six or seven at the time. Yeah. Both my older sister, Ange, and I got it that day. Not good. My mum's Separate still, incidents? Oh, we were in cahoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I say crap at the dinner table now, all of a sudden, I'll, like you'll notice, my mum will stop talking to me. And like 10 minutes later, I'm like, Mum, what's wrong? You know you don't use that language around me. I'm trying to think, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> you said crap. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Anyway. Did I? So. How was your weekend, Fabian? It was all right. Did you get to these guys' house, to the haunted house? Did you get to it? Yeah, we ultimately got there. And we had a great night. And my kids were phenomenally well behaved. It was like they just had to get it out of their yeah. system. In the did, end, Did you give perfect. them the, the in-the-car warning? Yeah, we if said if any we, of you. We said their behaviour was deplorable, the yeah. worst we have ever seen, yeah. and told them how disappointing. We're at that we stage were. now. Where you're trying to figure out what Harvey's trigger is. That you know, if you don't do this, you'll we're going to be treats. You know. So, nah, we've got a rewards chart going on. He gets a sun if he's good, and he gets a cloud if he's bad. He's going to get fifty clouds or fifty suns for a birthday party. Ah, so what's he up to? He's a negative two. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> can we have, a, many, can we have many, a sun update yeah, every week how for many days? How many days into it are we? We, uh, <laughs> well, we've got until the 19th of June. So so what? Sorry, on the, over the length and breadth of what is effectively now eight months. Where, when did you start it? Well, no, because did you start it? The weekend. Oh, I started it this past weekend. Yeah. Sorry, I thought last, you were saying you started week, say like last week. long enough ago that it's been running. No, for it, a, he was in the negatives. And um, he had a very good day Sunday, and he's had a very good week. So moving day, it's moving day. But it just—it's just a deterrent because you don't. I don't like to, you know, you don't like to threaten your kids with stuff and then make them think, you know, you don't want. I oh, will send you away or do, do all this crap. No, it's got to be positive reinforcement. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's something that I'm trying to grapple with. Cause what happened? It's, to, it's our it, generation that has to do this. Tim, what happened to good old fashioned physical? Our parents violence. used to just belt us, and that's it. And you were just you cop one in the, in the hindquarters, and you went to bed. That's it. And well, you were you better room. for it. <laughs> my mum sent me to my room once on school holidays. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. She sent me to my room and said, go there and wait till your father gets home. My dad doesn't get home till like 4.35 o'clock. <laughs> now, you know, my room back in those days was my bed and my yeah. tall boy, which had my clothes in it. And that's it. And you know what? Sophie had the best day ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you ever do that thing where you... Your kids do something, you tell them off, and then you go like, on the other side of the wall and you just giggle your ass off. <laughs> totally. A couple of times. Totally. Couple of I, times. I get it. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Parenthood, Sean. Welcome to Daddy Daycare, the fucking podcast. Sorry. Sometimes we need to unload. Yeah, I get it. I hear it. 
I went and saw Shazam last night. We can do a movie review if yeah. you want. Well, speaking of kids, you went and saw a kids movie? It wasn't a kids movie. I think it's rated uh, at least M. What's it about? I thought Shazam was like an app that listens to music. It is that as well. Um, no, Shazam is a like a golden age DC Comics character. Um, he's basically this young boy. He's an orphan. He's bestowed the powers of a, um, a wizard who is dying. And yep. uh, how do I best set this up so without spoiling it? I'm just trying to actually... I'm not watching it. ...justify the film in my own mind. I won't um, be saying it. Basically... It's not a lot we communicate. Basically, the film starts as a, as a champion, there's a wizard... And the idea is that this particular wizard, um, it's like the, it's hands down their powers through the generations, through eons, and they are there to fight, you know, evil. Young boy um, gets the opportunity to get the powers from the, from the wizard. He has to pass a test. He fails the test. He's denied the powers. And then that sort of sets up, okay, you have to be pure of heart and you have to be whatever. Young boy later on down the line ends up. For someone who's not going to give anything away, it's, it's like you're no, giving us a full fucking synopsis, right? Yeah. But anyway, he he basically the the main protagonist gets given the powers of the wizard um, without having to pass the test because it's okay. he's the last hope. He's the last. <clears throat> he's the last sort of. So he's person. undeserving. So he's undeserving. So he's got to basically prove himself worthy of the powers. Long story short, effectively, he becomes the superhero. Um, the superhero is not called Shazam because you say Shazam to become Shazam to become the hero. So it's this old sort of conceit. Thor used to do it. Um, if you people remember Donald Blake uh, back in the old days, he would um, become Thor yep, as opposed nah, to Thor being himself. But uh, look for me, um, that just didn't do it for me. Well, Thor the like Norse that. god or mm. Thor the Marvel comics character? Well, the Marvel comics character is a Norse god. Is it really? Yep. Established in the law, yeah. the character. Fabian was dismissing comics earlier and dismissing popular culture and dismissing films he hasn't seen. He actually said, I didn't like them, um, and then later admitted, I haven't seen one for five years. Well, you know, when you've got the power, <laughs> Tim, you can just do whatever you want. This is true. Yeah, I, I like a good superhero. Well, you, you during the week said Mr. <clears throat> Brightside is the song of the 21st century, but you don't listen to. Other genres of music. So Fabian has once again failed to divine what I was actually saying. We spoke about this earlier. He went through a, a ranking list where you could actually affect the rankings. Yeah, and like you weren't the, number one. The so. best songs in the 21st century. And he himself, going through the list, said, oh, I wouldn't say that's... I think Mr. Brightside was four. Mm. And he himself said, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if the three on top of it are better. I wasn't arguing it's the best song of the 21st century. Because that's entirely Tim, what did the text say? He said it's the best song... Of the 21st century. He said it's a banger that gets played at every party. No, I said it's a song that you could put it on anywhere in the world. See, what do you say? And the place Cook out go in Mozambique? I, did, I didn't say that. People, <laughs> people are rocking to it. I look, and, and i got to say I largely agree. Because I think it, it just captures it captures a lot of people. And, and I reckon the secret to a good song is you've got to know and understand the words and be able to sing it yourself. When you hear some songs that are always unclear and like I never knew the words to Smells Like Teen Spirit and all that sort of stuff. He mumbled far too much, but it, it was sort of like <laughs> the voice of a generation or a song of a generation, but I couldn't really sing it because I didn't know what half the words were. What is Teen Spirit? It's that sort of it's in the it's ether, it's the vibe. The Permian Panthers, they had it. <laughs> yeah. It's Marbo. It's Marbo. That's what I was gonna say. I said here, I found the text. I said it's the song of the twenty first century. There oh, you go. He just Rewind, listeners, 
the little no, but he did rewind say button the on the left hand side of your but it's, yeah. He said it's the song of the 21st century. It's the song. But it's not ranked number one. You're not making any sense. I'm not ranking it. I'm not ranking anything against it. It's the vibe. I'm saying it's the song. It's the song of anyone, I think. You could have Ace, you know, you could have one that was the song of your year 12. It doesn't mean it was the best yeah. song of the year, Chris it was representative of the era, is what the Chris great man saying. Well, like Tim, it came out in 1992. It was the song so of 1992. Far as 1992. No, it was one of the songs of 92. I was in grade five. Wow. I said grade one. Okay, you made a statement. Time. You made a statement during the week where you declared that something was Disney's best film. It was the film. I don't even remember what I said. Yeah, you said it was Lion King. Lion King is, you know, I said as far as an animated movie, Lion mm-hmm. King is the, is the definitive Disney movie. That's it. That's all I said. How is it any different to what I'm saying here? Because if you want to rank it, I'll say... Because you're if talking you said to me, movies what and do you think? talking songs. No, but if you ask me, <laughs> where would you rank Lion King as an animated Disney movie? I'd say number one. It'd be, and, in, it'd be what, in the pantheon. Yeah, and what informs that? The demographic. Because you were of an age for that film to hit you in the sweet spot. Whereas people who were older would be like, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's a good movie. But I wasn't young enough for it to be the movie. Anywho, move on. Move on to sport. <laughs> I'll take that as a concession. <laughs> we'll move on. None, um, no such concession but no, was given. Just, just with Shazam, just quickly, I just want to say that one thing that probably does struggle is that it's he's like, because nobody knows who the, who Shazam is. You sit there and you do have to sit through a two-hour-long origin. Yep. Whereas they could start a Batman film, a Spider-Man film. Everyone knows what's going on. you sit there going, like, let's get to the action because I actually don't need to know any of this. Whereas sometimes sh- the back the backstories of what you like, like... No, no, I Tim agree. and I are both in agreement with this. Like, <clears throat> one thing, it's the fight sequences at the end. That's where you've lost me. I don't, I don't uh, necessarily disagree, but I'm just saying that with this, they actually have to go through the rigmarole of the origin because nobody knows it. No one knows this bastard. No one knows it at all. So you actually do have to go through a bit of a fucking slog. I didn't know who Donald Blake was. Yeah, Donald Blake. Just shout out to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're going to start with uh, AFL. Um, W, I suppose, was the w. grand final, the W. Do we want to start with that? Oh, look, why not? All yours, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where I talk oh, now? Oh, look, why not? Um, oh, look, smashing. Look, I, we, I, I'm not I'm not jerking it off like everyone else is. And look, I'm not saying we were bad. They're, they're, just, they're just way they're too good. They're, they're a bit way of team. too good. They're, they're, they're well coached. They're well drilled. They're talented. They're in front of a home crowd. They had 53,000 people that were... Up, Allegedly, um, barracking for them, um, they got their tails up. They got a bit of momentum, and it was just a lamb yeah. to the slaughter. Smashing, and and where to crack? I was really proud of the way oh, the we Carlton thought, girls well, yeah. went went about it. But, but but we were playing a better team. Oh, oh, I laugh at the reviews that oh, if you know we'd converted early on and whatever. Please, we had one You're chance. Delaying which was a free we kick. actually did what we had to do. We got off to a good start. We kicked the first goal yeah. and everything, which was a free kick and a fifty-meter penalty, yeah. wasn't it? So fuck, we'll take them however we can get them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just just way too good. Everything yeah. that we thought, everything our brain was telling us was going to happen, happened. Well, you were hoping, and again, you play the game ten times. We might have been able to win it once or twice, but the likelihood of us getting it done then. As yep. we sort of said, it would have been lovely to have won one of the first three seasons just to be able to look back and say we were competitive from the beginning, but they were too good. Yep. So, and that's no, fine. That's I agree. fine. No, you, there can only be one winner. They yeah. were the best team. No, you got to them. Congratulate. I don't know. Congratulations to the Adelaide Crows. I don't. I, do we want to talk about the crowd? No. 
It was a great crowd. This this is where I agree with you. Sean's saying it's not fifty three thousand, especially when I just don't understand the why the top they tier need... of an entire stand was not full. But I just, I just don't need... it was a phenomenal crowd. That's all they needed to say. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And I don't need I don't know why they need or why they're compelled to lie. Well, look the the only or to thing, embellish the only thing that I would say in defence of it, and and I'm not and I'm not defending it, is they talk about at the Adelaide Test match especially. There are so many areas you can go and have a drink and all that sort of stuff. So there are a lot of people in the stadium that are not necessarily sitting in their seats. But the fact that the whole top level, there was not a person sitting it was in there. Closed. And yeah, yeah. It, it was not open. And as you said, if they'd managed to get 53,000 through the door, good luck to them. But mm. if, as we sort of said, the capacity is 54 and there's not a soul sitting in the top level, I yeah. call bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit too, but it's something that just didn't need to be said. But, we, but there was a big crowd that made a lot of noise. It, it was great. They projecting twenty, awesome. and they awesome. got four. They clearly got a 40, easily forty, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. I just they've don't doubled what my, they projected. That was phenomenal. My yeah. issue is that is, is that and that alone. Is you sit there and go, if it's forty-two, you've, call you've, forty-two. Yeah, you've just because we're impressed either way. You sit there and go, that's an um, that's a fantastic crowd. It's brilliant. You don't have to sit there and say the capacity. The venue is fifty-three and a half. Oh, we were there, so there's meant to be three hundred and fifty empty seats or four hundred and fifty empty seats. You're going, but that looks effectively full. You're going, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, usually if there's three, if you're three hundred and fifty short of capacity on the screen, you should not be able to see an empty seat because they just should be dotted everywhere. Yeah, and there should be people and colour everywhere that you're just not going to see. I just, I just, and that, that's the, the takeaway for me from what ultimately was a watershed epoch-defining day for women's sport and AFL in this country, it's a really minor thing and it's a small thing that ultimately, at the end of the day, doesn't really mean that much. But you sit there and go and you just didn't... Don't treat people like idiots didn't is, is what I reckon the takeaway bullshit. They did it with the, the first game at Princess Park? Yep. When you sit in the going... What a, Ma- what a Marty... He said that the venue holds... Sends a, said that the venue holds about 18 Was he Marty and Shannon? We don't need to name him, but you have. Um, said <laughs> that the venue uh, holds 18 and a half. Yeah, well... And they, they said there was mid-20s. Oh. You're going... Uh, Either someone's lying or we're in unbelievable violation of the fire code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely shattered it to bits. Erin uh, um, Phillips. I'm going to say something. People are going to go, oh, that's outrageous. Name the medal after her. No, Fucking oath. The no, best of field. No, no doubt. Who not, else are you going to name it not after? Not till she's retired. She's for all, I don't care. That she's for not, all intents and purposes, she's she had, is she's so far. And she's 30. Not, not until she retires. And to be honest with you, I'm going to be, to be honest with you, not until she retires... And even then, you're sitting there going, fantastic player, best player in the competition, not a problem in the world. At three years? Yeah, but she's won yeah, two. But she started at 30 and no, she's no, been like, a convert from another I get sport. That. She's sure, been sure. grown she's up She's so three. far and away I don't have an the issue best that. player that's of any team. I don't get it. Over the three not, seasons. Not an issue. Not not an issue. We talked about players like Debbie Lee in previous years that were a really good footballer. Good, hard footballer. But Erin Phillips has got the speed, the class, the skill, the hardness. How she, many games she played? Well, she's played three seasons. She's played 20 games, mate. 20 games. I just think that 20 games is like, would, would you name at this stage anyway, straight away? I've got no issue if she retires. And I just find it a bit silly that she could come back from a knee Rico and win the Aaron Phillips medal. Yeah, no, look, I, and I take I'm that a bit point. Like, but but in, in a way, I'm kind of thinking she won't come back. So why, oh, well, that's why, fine. why delay it. the inevitable? That's fine. Wait for her to and, make the and, decision. And, and look, she's a victim of the age and her timing, but if AFLW came in 15 years ago, she will have probably have won 11 of them. And, Don't disagree. And, but, but you can't control that. It's not think... the way that it played out. And just digressing ever so slightly, did you hear 
did you hear um, her commentary after she won the I did. league best and fairest? And I don't know if you heard it, Fabian. No. Basically, they were saying because she's one of three girls. Yeah. Um, Greg Phillips was a 250 game player for Port Adelaide. She's one of three girls, and you said Greg Phillips. She is one of three girls mm-hmm. who were born to Greg Phillips. Okay. Well, who you. played 250 games for Port Adelaide, had a career at Collingwood as well. Yeah. Uh, and has been a long ter- long term administrator of the Port Adelaide Magpies and and the Power as well, and been a, um, a fantastic football citizen. And so many of his mates and teammates, after he'd had three girls, all said, you know, gave him their apologies and felt for him that he didn't have a son to be able to carry on the name in football. And as Aaron sort of said, well, you know, stick that up your ass, basically. So, and you thought, yeah, good call. No, good on him. That's fair enough. I, okay, mm. like I said, I've got no issue with the medals being named after it, but if. There's just, a timing. I just yes. think that. Oh, I don't if have she, an issue. If, with she, that. if she comes out in. Okay, if she retires. January and if says, I'm retired, then at the season launch, mint one of them in her name. So we will be playing for the Aaron Phillips medal. Fine. But while yeah. she's still competing, I just I don't like it. I okay. just think, what's the point? No, no. And, and I do take your point. If she came back and she won it and she was awarded the Aaron Phillips medal, going, I think she'd be embarrassed by it. Yes. Absolutely. And, and do you remember when Michael Tuck Does gave the Michael, the Michael Tuck, Tuck medal and accidentally called it something else? He called it the Norm Smith medal. He did call it the Norm Smith medal. Gave it to Brendan Favola. There you go. But yeah. So there Brendan Favola or Nick Stevens? Brendan Favola. Okay. Very good. Was it Brendan Favola? 100%. 100%. I don't say 100% when I'm wrong. 100%. Jeez, I hope he's wrong. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, and then we're going to go now to the AFL proper, yep. which does uh, kick Ooh. off tonight. Yeah, do you want to call it the AFL, Sean? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I, 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 controversial. Yeah. I, I know I'm torn about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, we just want to make sure that people know what we're talking about. <laughs> Make sure we're talking about the right thing. You know what I feel like? Have you ever seen uh, Mean Girls? Yes. Yeah, you know when um, Lacey Chabert's character keeps trying to say fetch, oh, it's so fetch, and eventually Rachel McAdams says, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. That's what I feel like every time I so see someone. you're trying someone, to get it started as a, as, as a thing. Every time I see someone say AFLM, um, not ironically, not to stir, whatever, I just sit there and go, it's not going to ever take off, ever. No. And all you're doing is you're just trying to needle people. You're trying to needle people. You're laying some. You're chumming the waters. <laughs> you're trying to get some people to come in, and so you can attack them for being a sexist and all yeah, that stuff. It's yeah. just pathetic. Yep. Anyway, um, that starts tonight, of course, round three. Can't believe it's already round three. It's really getting away from us. Uh, Adelaide host Geelong over at um, the Adelaide Oval. They the do. Crows Season did shaper. what they had to do last week. They weren't. Terribly impressive, but they were good enough against a very lacklustre Swans. I was going to say, it might have something to do with their opposition. And then, um, I mean, look, the, 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 the Cats themselves, I mean, they, once again, is Melbourne becoming more of a problem or are the Cats proving us all wrong? Probably a bit of both. Mm. Until round six, I, I, season predictions can't be judged after two rounds. Like, there's teams at 2 or no. And even though they're two and I'm I'm looking at them like the Bulldogs. I'm Bulldogs and Kilda. St Kilda. I'm unimpressed. Yep. Whereas Brisbane, I am impressed. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are a few sides that are zero and two as well. Well, Collingwood are one and one, and they're a bona fide two and zip team. They're probably the best team in the comp. So, right now. So this is interesting because if Geelong go over there and knock over Adelaide, then it's alarm bells. Well, it's three and zero Geelong, and it's one and two Adelaide. And having lost two games at home, 
Geelong's against teams that going into the season they probably thought that they would win against. I had Geelong ninth. They secure finals for me if they win. No, we're a long they, way out. They've got so many games at Kidinia Park. They and do. we also said their first six games were crucial and we thought there was a good chance they were going to be one and five or zero and six. If they're three and eight to start, wow we. Yep. We can fall apart, put Adelaide last year. Oh look, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think Fabian's comment before that you gotta wait till you at least get through about six games to see teams settle down and I think you guys have just made the comment about you know Melbourne are you know very questionable and they had a lot of surgeries in the off season and they do seem to be seriously underdone. Um, Geelong has Geelong has sat there and said we're not going to be the victims of starting zero and six. We're going to come out breathing fire and meet the competition head to head. It's working. The fascinating thing will be, and we'll assess it later on when they get to about round 17 or 18, if they've gone that hard that early to remain competitive, although they may have a great record, they may be just a bit rooted come the end of the season. Because it, it, it does happen. Uh, and then obviously from, from a Carlton old boys perspective, uh, Timbo, old mate Sammy Jacobs comes out with a knee for uh, the Crows and in comes Lockie Henderson for the Cats. I always... What, what is wrong with coming back through the twos? A lot of these bigger name players don't do it anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, well, oh, we'll I, touch I mean, on I guess it when we hit our game as well. Well, but, if if you're underdone and you need to play, no issues with playing through the reserves. Play and, the and probably more importantly, if you're saying we want to get sixty minutes of footy into you, you're going to play two quarters. You're coming off at halftime. We can't, no risk. You can't do that in the AFL. Perhaps no. given early rounds, and everyone's not up, the fitness of the teams. Or the rest of the competition isn't up to a point where yeah. if you're coming in, you're not as far behind as you would be mid-season. Yeah. I'll put it to you. Obviously, last week they couldn't have possibly bargained for this. We'll touch on it later. But Tom Scully was clearly limited. Hawthorne lose two players. Scully's not match fit. So effectively, they're two and a bit players down. And they've got nine kicked against them. And they've got the nine in a row kicked against them to lose it. You sit there going, you can't bargain for losing... Two on a on a day, but yeah. they rolled the dice mm. playing Scully wasn't fit. Like, mm. um, who do we think's winning? I'm going for Adelaide. Adelaide. Look, I'm going to go Geelong just because they have impressed me, and I'm a bit of an anti-Adelaide person this year. Timbo's in getting general. Timbo's. We're round three, and Timbo's getting desperate in the tips. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not been a good look. It's a worry. Speaking of getting desperate, tomorrow night at the MCG, this is match of the round for all sorts of macabre. Like, just you can't look away. Can, can I ask you a, a, an honest question? Please. Why can't they put a fucking decent game on on fucking Friday Tim, night? I was just about to say this. Two cellar dwellers, 17th v 18th. Well, they what, fucking kicked us to the... What have we done to deserve this? Every, the like, we were criticised for the whole season for being put on, not, on a Friday night. Not them again. Yeah, exactly right. And then we have to sit there with 17th versus 18th. Why what the a, fuck do they do this to, to us every single year, Fabian? What a debacle. It just happens. I just, I still think you're never going to get it right trying oh, yeah, to predict. So not. just rotate Friday nights or rotate every fixture time slot through every club. Monday night football in the NFL is just rotated. Yeah. You don't have clubs missing out on Monday night have, football. You don't have Green Bay playing seven Monday night games across the season. That's right. Now, Sunday night, you do get other teams dominating Sunday nights, but yeah. you know. 
marquee. Well, also, when you're a West Coast team, you can afford to play later and all that sort yeah. of stuff. It becomes easier Correct. as well. I suppose so. at the MCG tomorrow, uh, Melbourne lose Stephen May to a groin. It didn't look good when he did it. It actually looked very similar to the um, what Cruiser did in round one last year, yeah. where yep. movement he was fine, but he had no. He reported having no power. Yep. like he couldn't leap or move, which was what I remember. Cruiser did it, and he was sort of moving around, but he couldn't jump. Yep. He couldn't do anything, which was uh, which was a concern for him. So he'll miss, you would think. Is Lever playing? At least one, no. No, no, he's not back to about no, round no. nine. So no Lever, no... May. No May. Well, fortunately, Essendon have no Danaher, no hooker. Yeah, and Hibbert can play taller if he needs to, but yeah. as you say, he's not. they're not really coming up against much. They win the... Melbourne win the midfield. They should be able to kick a score. And then uh, on the Essendon side of things, Kobe Much comes in with uh, Zach Clark... Um, Brown is out and Langford pays the penalty for one of the most extraordinary brain fades <laughs> I think we've seen in a really long time on a football field. So the free kick was paid? Yes. And then he and when I first saw it, gentleman? I thought, did you just go past Guelphie? the ball? It was Guelphie, yeah. Guelphie's wasn't so bad. because well, he, he was, was running perpendicular to where the He'd already the like left was. the field yeah. to play. He'd already overshot the contest. Langford so like almost sort of ran past the ball. Langford heard the whistle. Turned, shot his bolt, did he? He shot his bolt. He heard the whistle and just ran. It was just bizarre. And I was watching the game with Dad, and Dad said, and I think what we all was thinking, he said, if you need any more proof that they're just so muddled in the mind, yeah. he said, that is it. Well, they're not competing. He goes, if you need they're, any they're, more, not, they're not in the contest, Sean. He said, if you need any more visual proof that they're just th- overthinking things, yep. or too many things happening, I've got whatever, he goes, that's it. Yep. And I don't know what to do here. It's it summed them up, unfortunately, for them. They just it feels look they've got a couple of guys out that will make them a better team, but even uh, Aaron Francis kicks into the back of oh, Hurley. Wasn't that horrible? And you're just going, This is what bad teams do. Oh, it's the sort of thing we would have done two years you're ago. You're going, Wowza. It's like Keystone Cops. Yep. But it's a huge, huge game. Whoever loses, you would effectively think it's too far back for them to finish in the top four. Yeah. Top eight becomes an issue. Um, they can absolutely still make it. But it just means the margin for error is just none. And, and let me just ask you this question, Sean. Please. Or Fabian. Oh, um, thank you. Are Melbourne playing bad football or are they just not really in the contest? Or do, they, do, they, do they look like a team who thought they'd roll in and, like Fabian said, we're a little bit underdone, we're not quite at 100%, but we should be able to get over... Yep. Um, who did they play round or Port Adelaide? They Port Adelaide. We should and be Port able to Adelaide, get out, you know? Port Adelaide outgunned them. They, they took the game on. They, they outran them and, and they were a bit but in more November, desperate. But in November, were the Demons thinking, we should be able to account for Port? Yep. Yeah, Geelong, we, we should be able to do Geelong. We did them. We should be able to do Geelong. It's down right? at Geelong, yeah. though. So, yeah. <laughs> Geelong in Geelong is hard. The first game, I thought, if they were one and one, we wouldn't be worried, but they just... They got they lost by eighty points. They're chasing tail, and, and, and you look, that, and that's you look, the thing. You look yeah. worse when you're chasing. Oh, look, we so. always say it. Put Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide early in the season is never a team that you want to play because they roll the dice, they have a crack, and you don't know that you got them beaten until you've absolutely got them beaten. And um, and they were great against Melbourne. They were really, really impressive. Um, Talking about and, round three, Tim, not round one. No, I know, but but you thought. We you opened thought, the window. You thought from, Melbourne? Oh, I don't think we, Melbourne are that bad. We, we left the window ajar for him Port. to talk about Port Adelaide. Yeah, Port, and he's like, no. "Can I start talking?" Eyes became wider. The pupil dilated. And he's fucking hooked in. He's into the veins. All right, we doing a selection. <laughs> um, I got Melbourne. <sighs> Melbourne, you couldn't do it, could you? I want to. There's something about it. Where I just think, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, to yourself. don't waste your time. I'm thinking. I'll go Melbourne. 
Jaden Hunt playing in his 50th game. Congratulations. That's wonderful for him. Shout out to Jaden. Um, we're up next. I'm not as bullish as these two idiots. I'm bullish. These two idiots. I will win. These two idiots Blues are thinking will win. We'll I've win. got the same feeling this week as I did in the week leading up to the round two Gold Coast game last year, which didn't. Ooh, ouch. That was over a quarter time. Yes. We failed and I had, to select a ruckman. We. Uh, <laughs> no, Charlie. You and Kern I had a, had a rant at Bongo Cam. Oh, fucking Bongo Cam. I thought if we're down. After we're down five or six goals at quarter time. And the point I made was Bongo Cam was on and these kids playing Bongo Cam. And I thought. We should have done away with it for a period of silent reflection. <laughs> well, I think, as you say, just because Bongo Cam is on the running sheet, sometimes somebody needs to be charged with the responsibility of making an executive decision to say, now is not the time for Bongo Cam. Yeah, cut to me doing or, or, even, or even boundary, um, boundary line with the interviews. Oh, who do you think is going to win? We're down by 50 points, mate. Don't ask us who you think is going to win. You know what you want? Don't you ask want, me who our favourite player is. You know what you want? Because the dad's going to chip in, grab the mic. And unleash one day. You, what you want? You need assistant coach coming from the ground saying that was dog shit. You need to be better than that. <laughs> yep. But you guys, you're very, very, very confident. I, I just, I, I think we're Bank, playing better footy. March we need Bank, to play four quarters of football and we'll win. This is what we were talking about earlier. Caleb Marchbank coming straight back in is a little oh. bit of a worry for me. Uh, Lockie O'Brien comes in, which is good. Casbolt comes in, obviously, for Kerner, who's out with the knee. A um, little bit surprised that Matt Kennedy didn't get a go. When Had 30 in the The twos. reports were he was best on for us last week in, in yep. our final practice match for the VFL. It's just about where we need it. Are we, do we want to change the midfield right now? I, I'm happy to see Lockie O'Brien in because I, I like what he can give and us. I, I like the speed that we've got. I think we're... Like we matched it with Port Adelaide for pace around the ground, and that's not something that I thought we were capable of doing. He's so. also a reasonable kick. Yes. Um, the other outs, of course, Jared Garlett goes out, and for Solo, both of them just say omitted. Faz, oh, look, I said it off pod. He, he does strike me as a guy who the lack of match prep yep. or the um, disruption to his preseason looks like it's showing. It's telling. And especially in a He's new- blowing up trying to do the off-the-ball things. That when the the ball's in his vicinity, he looks knackered. Yeah, so he's just he's just underdone. I still think he'll he'll end up being a player. Yeah, oh, I think I agree. Be um, I'm tipping a big game for Michael Gibbons. I reckon he's just looking like he's just about to turn the corner. He had yeah. all his good work came through the middle of the ground. Yeah, which is where he needs to be playing ground. a little bit more of. That's right. I agree. So, and who gave us the glimpse this weekend, Fabian? Cam Paulson showed a glimpse of, of being a footballer. Now, everyone who's cracks the fucking sads that people like myself are critical of Cam Paulson to date, well, fucking get over it because he hasn't shown that he is an AFL footballer until this weekend. I don't Agreed. give a fuck what he does in the twos, and I don't give a shit what he did. People saying what well, the back end of last, he didn't do anything that impressed me. Well, now, as you say, before I'm it was never more said negative that Cam football. Paulson won't be an AFL footballer. He just hasn't shown it. He just it. hadn't seen it yet. But he really put together a good game on the weekend. And, yeah. and, and we sort of said it. It was unfortunate. But, Timbo, but. Yeah, no, no, it was a big but. There was a, it was a key yeah. moment in the game. Yeah, but hold on. Mark Sam Murphy Walsh, made more errors than Cam yeah, Paulson and, did and I think that's fair enough. Too. And, and look, Cam Paulson is, is easy. He's a very, very easy target. Yeah. He doesn't but, have to be BOG'd for me to say he can be a footballer. Absolutely. But, but he probably had then, what, he four, do you reckon he had four goal assists on the weekend or three? He was involved. He was yeah. heavily involved and very creative and he set up and he finally showed a bit of composure with the footy in traffic that we hadn't seen before. The only time he didn't quite show it was when he got the he took the advantage free kick after the Sam Walsh 
um, spoil when when and Sam Walsh kicks that goal, and that's the frustrating thing. Because <coughs> even front. when he played on, he either kicks it to Harry Mackay, um, who I think was free in the goal square anyway. Or was it Mitch McGovern? Mitch McGovern. Hey, Mitch McGovern. we were in front at the time and didn't. didn't it was a great I'm opportunity. Not, I'm not going to hang him on he that. He only hit the post. We're talking about to him, too. him having a. It's not a breakout performance, but for him, it's a performance that suggests both to us and to us being the Carlton Collective. Yep. And to himself, I can play this sport. I can play AFL level. Who celebrated Everyone else, the hardest when he created a goal? Mitch McGovern. He did, oh. and I think he. I think you're right. I think he needed it for him to be able to justify because clearly he's been working hard to get the return. Yeah. And when you can starting, when you start to slowly see it turn, I reckon exactly what you sort of he said. I'm part he's of this. Finally, taking a chance, and people have to just stop getting so fucking emotional about people being critical. How many games of footy has he played? Handful. What nine, ten? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. No, um, thing, you know, two two quick ones before we move on for this one. Uh, who plays on Buddy? Liam? Weedering. Weedering? I don't know, I think it's Jones. Mm. Weedering played on him in his first year. Jones. Weedering is the Because if Jones can get some spot, Jones will actually run away from him. Yeah, well, he might. I I think Weedering will get the first crack at him. But I think it's a dangerous one. I think Jacob's in really, really good form. Jacob could be in pick-off mode. He might have his True. best game for the club. So if, he's if, he's, if he Sam doesn't Reed. have the respect. The responsibility of Buddy, he'll be in pick-off mode. I'm a little bit, not worried, but my, my what I go to is this could, if Buddy gets away from us, I'd rather it be on Jones and Weedering. Yeah, true. Because Jones will come back from it. Jones will come back, whereas, which Jacob's had a fucking brilliant start to the year. He's been fantastic. Yeah. He's had just, a real good start to the year. Dale Thomas. Uh, yeah, he's done well. Credit he's, where it's due. Yeah, he's been all right. Um, and I don't know what the second point I was going to make was, so we'll just move well, on. Well, can I just say, will Josh Kennedy play on Patrick Cripps? Um, I hope so. And, and is that one of the matchups for the ages? I hope so. Yeah, so do I. I don't think it's a matchup for the ages because I think it's one of those things that you keep t- telling us in horse racing, where one's flying and the other one's slowing down. At, it's a slingshot. You reckon he might give him windburn? Yeah. Absolutely. Who are we tipping? Blues. Blues. Oh, against my better judgment, I'm going Carlton. What? Ooh, we've turned him. He's, he's afraid of getting too far behind. No, I just yeah, I just think I just the, the guys are just going to fucking show me something. I need to see. So I'm getting collectively we're, we're in patches. We look good. Our best we go footy, missing, but, our, but our bad our bad is still pretty bad. We go missing for half an hour. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, quick one at uh, Giant Stadium on Saturday afternoon. The Twilight game. GWS play Richmond. A couple of big ins for GWS. Kelly and Mumford. Um, Richmond. Uh, Obviously, lose Rewalt, which is massive, and their season there it's it's teetering now. They've got a tricky run, the Tigers, over the next couple of weeks. If you know they drop this one, they go to one and two. They don't want to get too much further behind the eight ball than that if they're going to be without Rewalt for a month. Obviously, um, Rance has gone for the year. It's no Jack Rewalt's ability to drop back if it starts to slide. No Dylan Grimes. No, Alex Rance. Sorry, Grimes, of course, suspended. I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing a field day for um, for old mate. What's his name? Cameron. Cameron. Jeremy Cameron. Yep. Seeing a field day. I, I reckon Giants easily, easily. I, look, I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, I, I think Richmond's a good side, but 
I, I think when when they've and brought Nankervis into the, going to outbody Shane Mumford. Well, no, that's true too. Might beat him around. He the might ground. beat him around the ground. Yeah, yeah. but he's yeah. not going to he's not going to outbody him. Yeah, and they've had some close matchups even when Richmond have been up and going as well. So, I mean, their next game, they've obviously got uh, the GWS this weekend. The following weekend, they travel to the Adelaide Oval to play the Power. Wow. And then the fo- uh, round five, they've got the Swans at Marvel. Yeah, um, Demons at the MCG. Big Bulldogs gun. at Marvel. Frio at Optus <laughs> through to round eight. They yeah. could be two and six. Easily. We might be ahead of them. Like and he's, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! But you sit there and you go like that's once again that's worst case scenario. Oh, totally. But you sit there and go they could conceive it. They could be three and five. Well, we said two that Geelong were going to be zero and six too. So you with the injuries, right. but with, with the injuries, they've got a, if if they get to four and four, I reckon that's a decent position to be in. Totally. Yes. So, and got, but even then, you sit there and go, you actually could be a couple of games off where you need to be. Yeah. Look, whilst they've had two good wins, kind of port. I should. I don't think Richmond should be. Afraid of going to play Port in, in Adelaide. Uh, if without, they've only got David yeah, Asprey in defence. Yeah. If, if without Rewalt, without And I rate David who's, Asprey, who's but he's got to do it all yeah, on his own. who's the key forward? Who was the key forward on the weekend against Well, it us? was Westhoff, and he got pants well, by Wittering. It's where's where's so Dixon? That, Dixon might be in the mix by then. No, his ankle's still a while off. That's what I'm saying. Like they, They've got a more of a mobile forward line. And who played on Robbie Gray? Because I didn't see much of Robbie Plowman. Gray. Played phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Plowman's playing yeah. good footy. Your right? mate. No, no, I'm not a big Which fan. Begs of the question: when March, when March Bank comes in and you got four decent sized, I think Plowman plays the Hodge intercept. Yeah, they yeah. might play March Bank out on a wing. I think they could actually conceivably. They really, could even play high half. I, I love how we're re, we're previewing uh, Richmond GWS. And we're talking about <laughs> Carlton's defensive options. I think it actually allows you Weedering Plowman or March Bank could play a floating type. Interceptor. Uh, who do we think is winning this one? Giants, easily. Giants. Yeah, I've gone the Giants as well. Um, next cab off the rank is the Saturday night game. Brisbane v Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Perhaps the match of the round. It has to be. Perhaps the match of the round. Um, Brisbane make no changes. Port Adelaide bring in uh, Ollie Wines. Uh, is it Sam Gray? Sam, I just Gray. Sam Gray. Yeah, for a, for a second I thought Shane. And I was like, that's wrong. Sam Gray. Sam Gray. And who um, misses? And Dougal Howard. And oh, Car- Carl Amon with a knee. Yes, Jack Watts out, obviously broken ankle, Busted which was terrible yeah. for him. And Todd Marshall. And Todd Marshall. Your My man. boy, Todd Marshall. Your man. So who was the third bloke in? Howard. Dougal oh, yeah, okay. Howard. Howard. Yep. So Good player, Dougal Howard. Uh, you know who's a good player? Who I was very impressed don't with. Don't say fucking Butters. Zach Butters. Connor Rosie. Oh, Connor Rosie. Zach Butters. He, did he, was the, on the, he finished off work. Over. How did Butters not get suspended? Oh, what did he do? When he cleaned up Mark Murphy. Turned his back. Went with oh, the flight, turned his I think back, it was just enough in the play. Yeah. I think it was in yeah, the no. play just enough. And Murph played. He hit him with the back. I like his back. I like he did a. He did didn't a have look, his eyes yeah. on the footy. He like started he, with his eyes on the footy. He took it off it. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not no. Butters did a, like a look away handball, which ended up getting a goal from. You sit there going, I reckon most footballers worth their salt would execute that. Yeah. Yeah, I, no. Like I reckon. No, I just I thought he was. And good, everyone's going, good oh, the oh, Zach Butters. But it's his first game of footy. Yeah, and he's prepared he, to have a crack. Second game of footy. Yeah, I liked point. when um, we're, Mitch, we're reviewing round three. We haven't played it yet. <laughs> I like when Mitch McGovern got him, caught him like a dog. Oh, that was, was that. That was the highlight of the game. For that's Martin. execution of a tackle. I came with lots of action. It's aggression and being. Yeah, able but Fasola did the same thing and gave away a stupid free kick in the forward yeah. pocket. Rather Once than, again, we're previewing Port yeah, Adelaide. Sorry, sorry. We're talking about Carlton. Um, the Lions are this, impressive. This is a very, very difficult game. It's at the Gabba. The, the Lions play with a lot of. I use this word a lot. They play with a lot of moxie at the Gabba. 
and they they try to stamp themselves as very old Hawthorne with the Fagan influence. They play with a lot of bravado. They get in your face. They try to rankle you and annoy you. Um, I think I'm going Brisbane only because it's at the Gabba. I think if it's at Adelaide Oval, I think that Port probably just about have them. But up there, they, they play with a bit of strut at the I've, moment, the I've Lions. I've been impressed with the Lions. Um, how good's Lockie Neal? Lockie knew he was good, but he's obviously just... Yeah. Yep. Uh, timely that Ollie Wines is has come back. He might be underdone, but I think he's needed. And I think the physicality that he can play with will always help them. Yeah. Um, and there's enough speed and skill and whatnot around him, so he's a guy that can get ease back into the pace of AFL footy yeah. and not detract from the wider ability. Yeah. Um, but Charlie, they're, they're Charlie Cameron's up and about too, so no, yeah, looks good. good to watch too, isn't he? Yep. I don't think Oscar Oscar McInerney is going to be taking clunking marks and kicking goals every week. It was so. a good ten minute cameo. Yeah. There, wasn't so, it? um, but no, I'm impressed with Brisbane, and I'm going the Lions. I'm going the Lions. The Lions only played North Melbourne, and I don't rate them. And I think Port Adelaide's a better team, so I'm going the Power. Jesus. Oh, I like Tim. Tim slapping the Jats down. Yeah. I like it. Um, that hasn't served them no, well I'm, yet. I'm, no, I'm no. committing to my tips, but it doesn't mean they're good tips. And this is one of my favourite misnomers. <laughs> Cash for Cranes will attest to that. <laughs> this is true. One of my favourite misnomers in uh, professional sport, in particularly football, arrives this week. The grand final rematch. Yes, yes. means nothing. It's, it, the game you has win, been, you get nothing the, out the of it. The game has been... You get four points. It's kind of been run and won, and nothing that Collingwood do on Saturday night can possibly reverse what happened in September. Yep, yep. absolutely. What a shame that is. Um, <laughs> Taylor Adams comes in for Varco for the Magpies, a couple of big-ins actually for West Coast Gaff and Cripps, although they do lose Duggan and... Um, actually, Venables isn't a bad player. Yep. And um, Josh, Josh Those two Smith. players, I reckon, have got ability, but yeah. they, they're yet to absolutely bet it down. I mean, my, mind you, five rounds before the end of the year, Dom Sheed was still in our, in and out of the team, and yeah. I always rated him. Um, but, yeah, Duggan and Duggan and Venables would like to be doing more than what they are and be more of a that's, permanent member in that team. But that's, these are the problems that a good team have. Oh, it's fantastic. They sit there and go, we actually need more from you so we can afford to drop you. Well, I'll ask you this one question. Again, yeah, please do. Duggan and Venables, at the end of the season, let's say they're both out of contract, they're both from Victoria. If they were, Are they gettable? If you've won your premiership, are they gettable? Do they then chase the money or do they go, no, I want to stay with my teammates, we're trying to build something strong? They'd, but probably, if you're still more, in they'd probably be more interested in chasing opportunity, Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Just um, an interesting one. And obviously Collingwood at the moment, uh, the, the form team in the competition. They're able to drop Travis Barco. Have they actually dropped him, have they? Dropped, omitted. Because I reckon he really adds something to their team. I love Joe Spark. So do I. His goal in the 2011 grand final is phenomenal. I love that goal. The one with the He the runs the length of the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then he kicks it, and then Stokes wants to like celebrate with him, and he just gives him the, mate, I've just run I'm the length of the MCG. <laughs> yeah. It was a good goal. Good goal. They're looking Leave good, the on. Pies. Who do we think wins this one? Pies. Pies. Yeah, me too, Collingwood. Um, Western Bulldogs, Gold Coast, uh, the 220 start. It's 220. Could you care... Less about this game. No, that's why we're not even going to talk about it. Who do you think is going to win? Dogs. Yeah, dogs. Dogs. Um, Although, having said that, well done to the Gold Coast Suns. I wouldn't mind if we reviewed all Dogs and Suns games like that this season. Um, Well done to the Suns for notching a win last week. They played well. Yep. Probably the win they should have had seven days earlier. Um, Um, Just one thing. Second draft pick, Jack Lacocious. He's barely, 
barely registering a blip on the radar yet. He's just not ready. Mm. And the side that he's playing in, he still has to play. Going they, back to our uh, they play very Carlton draft. You had him in the Carlton... Uh, Already, we did they, have they play very the helter skelter team. footy. Though they play helter skelter error strewn footy, which makes it difficult for a key tall because it's it so unpredictable. On and predictability. What's happening yeah. here? Anything could happen. I could lead yep. up, yep. and the play changes five times before it gets to me. And just one quick comment. I know we said we weren't going to talk about either team. David Swallow looked like his season was over in round one, and he came back and he dominated last week. Yep. And so, in fairness, kicked a big him, goal. He certainly did. Kick the big goal. Playing like the captain that he's always promised to be. There we go. Yep. Um, next off the rank, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Another interesting game because North have, have obviously underwhelmed through to this point. Everyone thought they'd be a little bit of a mover. Yep. And then Hawthorne last week, of course, like lemmings off the fucking edge of the cliff, mate. Wow. <laughs> they were, they? Jesus. Can, yeah. I, can I just say something? This is at the MCG on Sunday. Yes. Now, why do clubs like Carlton and Fremantle have to bloody go to Tasmania and freeze our balls off. And you've got these two idiotic clubs who want to have a footprint in Tasmania, and they're playing at the MCG. It's a damn good question Why you asked, Fabian. Why aren't Hawthorne playing actually, North can I just in Launceston? You? And then at the, sec- at the end of the season, North have the reverse fixture in Hobart. I agree. That's far more sense than I thought you capable of delivering. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous that this is at the MCG. At the MCG. I'm, with you. I'm with you. We should be playing our game against Sydney at the MCG. They should be down in Shitsville. Shout out to our friends in Tasmania. Shout out to our friends on the Apple Isle. <laughs> big um, in. Big in for Hawthorne. You doing the ins, Sean? Just don't give a fuck. No, you can do this one. Uh, Chad Wingard. David Mirror. Sean's mate. Good guy, David Mirror. Connor Glass. Dylan Moore. Mitchell Lewis. Who was not Mitchell and Lewis. It's just Mitchell Lewis. And Caden Brand. Uh, I don't well. know anyone but Chad Wingard. Um, oh, you know out Liam Shields injured and Sean Burgoyne injured. Two big the injuries. North, Jed Anderson, Duke DeMont, Paula Hearn, Sam Wright, and Mason Wood. I, I rate Mason Wood. I like him. Yeah. That promises a lot. Marley yeah. Williams out injured. When Marley Williams got injured, Charlie Cameron took hold of the game. So. You're right. You're absolutely right. Important. Well, North fans will be happy because Trent Dumont gets a run. They seem to love that guy. Yep, the Frenchman. Duke, um, and then Paul, Paul Lahern, did he was he injured late in preseason? Was that why he hasn't played? No, he just hasn't got in a game. He's the bloke from GWS, yeah? Yeah. Weird. He's the bloke that we, the pick that we traded to get Christian Jacks. Yes. Plus you Mark had a hard on for Christian Jacks. And the pick that we got for, that we used Blaine Buckhurst on. So that's a. Can I quote you, Tim? Fabian, this is more than steak knives, this Mark Wiley. <laughs> They were blunt fucking... He was... I no, made a that, fucking was no wood. Good. He was no good. Butter knives, mate. Jesus. They were child-safe oh. plastic knives. What a nightmare that trade was. And if anyone thinks that Sauce isn't ruthless, he joined us 12 months later yeah. after bending us over. I love when people try to throw that trade as part of... Oh, Look what Sauce did Look there. what Sauce did. Yeah, yes. he was on the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. He traded yeah. Sauce. Exactly good right. Good point. Look, Knows what he's doing. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, who do we think's winning that one? Hawthorne. North Melbourne. Oh, Jesus. I don't think North played the G enough to... to I think they'll have more run. Um, I'm going to go Hawthorne. And then lastly, Fremantle and St Kilda. Jeez, those Sunday twilights at the uh, now Optus Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I'm just about ready for bed. They're the game that you don't week. know. Like, you do the run to Coles to go and pick up some bread and milk and you get in the car and you, oh, shit, there's a game of footy on? Yeah. Oh. So... Who do we think's winning? Fremantle Freo wins easily. by plenty. Easily. Um, St. Kilda could be the worst side in the comp, and they're two and zip. So 
Yeah, I mean, look, to, to be brutal... I mean, Which is pretty hard to frame an argument that they're the worst team in the comp in between and zip. See me after round 22. Jesus, they've, ugh, they've had two perfect fixtures. Oh, totally. And they just fell over the line against Gold Coast, who could have easily beaten them. Absolutely. And then Probably last should. week, Essendon are just so out of sorts. It's, it's They're the talking point. Cause Essendon last week looked like they were when they played us last year. They yeah. just didn't, had yeah. no Cohesion. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to do a quick uh, EPL run, Fab? Yeah, well, it's the business end, and Tim wanted to talk about. Tim came into the uh, did. into the office, and he was like, "Oh, the top four, the run into the top four. He made some notes. He did. He looked like he knew what he was talking about. So we're throwing it over to you, Tim. Lead us in EPL discussion. Well, I'm only talking about Arsenal, so it's not really <laughs> EPL discussion. But um, given that I'm up against two guys that don't tend to rate Arsenal no, and think no that we and think that we're just in, you know. And an add-on in the competition. We're sitting with one game in hand in third spot with seven games to go playing against Everton, Watford, Crystal Palace, Wolverhampton, Leicester, Brighton and Burnley. And I look at that and go, if we can't... There is banana skins all over yeah. there. Oh, look, there is. There is. But at the end of the day, if you if you have... Name them again. Do you know where they are? Nah. <laughs> I told you, I'm only talking about Arsenal, Fabian. You tell me where where is Everton on the ladder? Okay, I will write... you'll, lose, you'll lose to Everton. You've got Everton away. Yeah, okay. Tough. Where are they on the ladder? Hold on, you got Watford away. Hey, answer my question. Mate, I can't have two tenth. screens open. They're tenth. All right. Where's so, but you're playing. You're playing away. Watford uh, just the seventh and seventh and they have tripped us right. up. But before. you got them away. Yep. Crystal Palace, Palace at home. Yeah, you get that. You got Wolves away. Yep. You got Leicester City away. <laughs> Yeah. Like you playing not, any games at home? Then you got Brighton at home. Do we win that? Potentially. Yeah, you beat Brighton at home. And then we play Burnley at home to finish. You're Burnley away. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, shit. Tim, this run-in isn't as, isn't as easy as you thought. If you have ambitions of Spurs playing have an in the Champions run-in. League, you, you get points in those games. Spurs have five of their next six at home because they front-loaded away games at the start of the season thinking the stadium would be ready. Yeah, of course. So now they've got a huge block of of home games. So Spurs are in the box seat for mine. Fine. I think we'll struggle to make. Yeah, we'll struggle now. Um, we've just we've dropped crucially two games against yeah, Arsenal, and again, if we scrap draws, then then that's fine. But we've yep. lost two games, and that's that's the, the nature bounce. of the competition, isn't it? It's 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 the opportunity cost, and ultimately of too performing the, when you need to. The game the other night. Um, I felt for Ole because we should have been 3-0 up yep. after 20 minutes. The game should have been over. Yeah, um, We played better against Wolves and lost. Oh, yeah, than we did on the weekend. The, on the weekend, we were absolutely disgusted. Scrapped a win. We um, no, disgusted. totally. And, and you sort of sat there and think, if we take those chances and put the game to bed, it's over. And Wolves are a, they're not a bad team. And um, we left the door ajar for them, won all at half time. Um, and then obviously later an own goal seals our fate and potentially makes it you know more and more difficult to finish in the top four. If we don't finish in the top four, I don't know what comes next, to be but honest. But we've obviously played an extra game. Not yeah. everyone. Not well, everyone, no, Arsenal's played one. But I'm saying, but we get the weekend off, we've got Barcelona midweek, which... That could be anything. It's a distraction. So um, I actually saw a very good tweet. They started doing the rounds now as if it's all like a new news. But somebody made a really salient point with regard to Manchester United, and it's something that I think bugs a lot of Manchester United fans. Pep Guardiola came into Manchester City and identified that the squad needed an overhaul, and particularly defence needed an overhaul, and he went out and spent 
And goalkeeper. On hundreds of millions of pounds on A, building competition, quality and depth in his yes. defence. Spent £50 million on fullbacks. You know, brings in Laporte, whatever, identifies hey, that Stones. Kyle brings, Walker. Brings in Stones for £50-odd million, pounds, et cetera. In January gone, Man United signed Ashley Young, Chris Smalling and Phil Jones to contract extensions. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, no, no, these guys, are they, they're the depth players. Yeah. Not the guys getting new deals. And well, maybe the getting deals but, it, but if it's a deal to players. be a depth player, it's not too bad. We're still well, got to sign t- them up. They're still going to be signed to be a depth well, player. Time so will, hopefully, time, time, better will t- time better tell that they're... The big man's out of we've contract. Got one, we've got one decent defender. The big man's out of contract in 2020. Who's the big man? De Gea. So if we don't make top four, yeah, um, he's gone. he'll run his contract down and just sign. <clears throat> that fax machine won't work. It's a disaster. Um and then obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a logjam up there. There's still, you know, plenty of stuff to go on. We, we need to play. I think we've got City and Chelsea in the run-in, which is a nightmare. Oh. We've got City. Yeah, we've got Chelsea. We've got Chelsea at home. City at but home? That's a direct competitor, which is good. It's there. Hmm. We, well, that just becomes an absolute must Look, win. we're up against it against Arsenal. Tottenham, Tottenham will get there. Tottenham on, on Tottenham this morning, they obviously played their first proper game after a couple of warm-up games at the new stadium, which at the moment, weirdly, isn't called White Hart Lane. It's just called Tottenham Stadium or something. It's hmm. a bit strange. Are um, they shopping around for a name sponsor? I hope Probably. not. Probably. I, I hope not. They will be. They're going to pay it off. Yeah, but I, I don't think... It, how much is it worth to actually... I love how these things gone from £800 million to like £1.6 billion pounds and like the numbers just blown out of proportion. It's extraordinary. It's like but an AFL. It is a nice. Crowd. It is a nice. <laughs> yes, well, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Look magnificent. And then the only cost of it, I suppose, now is they've got to build that history and they've got to build White Hart Lane. The history. And this is the thing. Having been to Old Trafford, you go to Old Trafford, and the history is soaked into the walls of the joint, and it means so much. You go. To, I went to. I went to um, Upton Park at a, at a day off. Um, I was over there and I just like literally had nothing to do. I had nothing planned. Bowling ground. I, the bowling ground. And I went to the, um, looked at the fixtures. They were playing Newcastle. And I thought, oh, I'll go out. I'll see if I can get a ticket and get a ticket. I went out to see it. And even though West Ham, they're a story club, haven't had any success in the last 50 fucking years, whatever it is. Shout out to West Ham. Um, the history of the ground. Wet spam. But the history of the ground was there. The history of the ground was undeniable. And then like the players that have played there and, all that kind of stuff and the you know bubbles and all that. It's fantastic. I went and saw them once again. Just, just the ground is just a bit of patch of grass. Once it's, again, it's everything. It's pure the coincidence around it. Pure coincidence. What, the gardener um, stand. Pure coincidence. Went there last time I was in the UK and they were playing Crystal Palace on a midweek game and I thought, oh fuck. At the London. At the London Stadium, at the yeah. Olympic Stadium, and it was just shit house. London Stadium looks shit house. To, to it's just too far away. It's the MCG, obviously not on that scale. You're just too far removed from... To be honest with you, that's not the issue. The issue was there was just nothing about the venue. There was nothing about it that meant anything to anyone inside it. Whereas White Hart Lane did, and you have to build that. Now that's what Spurs have to do. Arsenal arguably haven't been able to do it at the Emirates in 14 years or whatever it is, 13 years. So time will tell, but it's a beautiful stadium, looks great, and we'll obviously have plenty of time to watch them play in it, um, in the run-in. They play City uh, in the Champions League Yep. next week. Um, not yeah, no, yeah. I don't think they're in, they're in the opposite match day to us. I believe well, time will tell. Yep. Um, you got two seconds to talk about March Madness. What top four, final four, final four? Virginia, <laughs> number one rank, playing Auburn, number five rank. But Auburn's best player did an ACL 
against Kentucky. An, I was going to say another number one rank a couple of games ago. Yep. Um, so you would probably say a little bit of the fairy tale may come to an end, but playing very well as a team. I want Auburn. I really, I really yeah. like watching him play. Yeah, I've seen a couple of interviews with their with their head coach, and he's he's got, he's got charisma about yeah. him. And, yep, no. Uh, and then two seed Michigan State playing three seed Texas Tech. Um, both beat number one seeds in game. Well, Michigan two. State beat Duke. 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 That was a great game. Um, Christian Leitner, how'd he go? Christian Leitner. No, in the, I don't even know if he was in the stands, but he was. Uh, sure, he was. Been retired for Should about be. 25 years, but maybe more. And Texas Tech got a hold of Gonzaga. Gonzaga, who were my tip. So my bracket, it's never looked more disgusting than it has this. <laughs> well, I was on North year. Carolina. They didn't even make the final eight. So, so. Um, yeah, so Gonzaga was my team. So no good. But um, so Michigan State, Texas Tech, I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State gets through. I think Virginia win- wins their matchup. I hope Auburn wins, however. Yeah. So uh, their Sunday games. When does the final get played, Fabian? Will um, it be before we present next on pod, or will be they play Tuesday, eleven a.m. Tuesday? Okay, okay. So yeah, it will be. So who wins? I think Michigan State win the whole thing. So Michigan State to beat Texas Tech, and I want Auburn. Charles Barkley's former. It'd be better to have a Virginia Michigan State yeah. final, though, wouldn't it? Mm, but if Auburn's there, that's the Cinderella story. It's Absolutely. something for everyone to to root for, as Americans would say. But yep. uh, I think Michigan State, the Spartans, the Spartans. are looking good. See, Ma- barrack magic. for the Spartans and the Trojans. No, I don't barrack for the no, no. no well, you're just supporting. Fab just barracks for winners. We've been over this in the past. It was no, a barrack for my my, uni- <laughs> my college. <laughs> Is, uh, Your college, is the Your U- USC college. Trojan. Are you shitting me? What 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 university did you go to? RMIT. Oh yeah. Oh, of course, You're the mighty, the sister school of the mighty fighting. Uh... No, no, I'll, USC. I follow them for basketball purposes. Yeah. But you don't drop universities just when football. you feel like it. What did I say? Oh, you still play? Do you follow them in basketball as well? No, no. Sorry, I meant to say football. Football. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Pete Carroll. Fucking Pete Carroll. Pancake eating motherfucker. <laughs> um, that, that was uh, what was his name, Sean? Sean likes to say that he hates the Matt Lineart. No, no, no. It's um, Al Michaels. Not Al Al Michaels commentates football. Um, I can't remember his name. Brett Michaels? Draft day. In draft day, Sean continually, you know, bags draft day, but quotes it more than anyone I know. Because I I know it riles you. I know you love it. That's the only reason I do it. Because, you know, I genuinely think it's a shit film. Bahrain? I I just love. He played Tom Michaels. We're going to skip F1 for time because nothing really happened. Char- I love the new Sean. Trivia. Charles Leclerc was robbed of the race yeah, win. Yeah, Hamilton yeah, wins yeah. in his place. A bit disappointed. Ferrari's had a bit more pace. Second Seb has pole. not. Seb has been off Dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But they had a little bit more pace, which bodes well. We're in China next weekend. Um, we're going to move to the quiz now. Have you done a proper quiz this week? I week have then? six questions, one each. Sean. Let's do it. Question one. Who is the AFL leading goal kicker presently with eight goals? Sexton from the Gold Coast Suns. Correct. I like it. That's one for you, Sean. Layup. 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 Fabian, no, your layup. Who is leading the AFL for contested marks so far this season? <laughs> now, honestly, things like goals get reported in the fucking newspaper. People talk about it on the radio. No one talks about contested marks. All right. Well, the leading contested mark taker has nine. 
Second place is eight, and third place is six. So nine is actually out there. No, I don't know. Idea, Harry Mackay. Correct, Harry Mackay. I would have said one all from Ben McAvoy with eight. Big boy McAvoy. Yes. Question three, Sean, who from Geelong is leading the AFL in clearances? Tim Not Kelly? just centre clearances, but clearances all around the ground. Tim With Kelly. 21. What is your answer? Tim Kelly. Correct. I said it three time. fucking times. I was <laughs> no, right I the first time. I just wanted to see if you'd change your mind. <laughs> all right. Good effort. Question four, Fabian. Who is Australia's treasurer? Oh, I know this and one. And handed down his budget this week. Scott Morrison was the treasurer. I know this he? one. Handball it over to Sean o? Budget week, that's a layup, isn't it? Oh, fuck, no, no idea. No idea. Do you, can I answer it? Yes, yes, you can. Josh Frydenberg. Correct. That's 3 1 to Sean. Yes. I can seal it up here. I can sew it all Sean, up. question that's, Seriously, five. he got an AFL fucking question and I got politics. Tim, the friendship, it's, 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 it's teetering. It's, Fabian, on the, it's on the fucking edge. Question for Sean. Nah, I've had enough. What is the capital city of Venezuela? That's, see, that's terrible. That's an awful question. Fuck. It's a chance for you to get one back here if you get oh, one. Is it like? Is it something like Caracas or something? It could be. What's yeah, your answer? I'm going to say Caracas. Sure, it's not La Paz. Probably. Okay. What's your answer? La Paz. Caracas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You can't answer it. He picked up a point off my scraps. You, you weren't going to get La Paz. Either. I would. I was trying to act like I didn't know. Oh bullshit! It's my favourite city in the world, Caracas. No, then you have to. No, I need another. Question. Oh, I was actually. Hold on. Hold no, on. move on. Give me my question. I think no. This is it. I just. Oh, wait one second. My question is worth two the points. Answer. Wait one second. Caracas, Venezuela's capital. You said La Paz. I you said changed, Caracas. You changed, changed to La Paz. No, because I was joking because you said you sure it isn't La Paz. I had no fucking idea. I said, well, you changed to La Paz. No, I, we will, when you listen back, you'll see I was being facetious. I fucking gave it because I was like, I don't know what it is. I, I, no. I wasn't in the room. He, he, he put the element of doubt. You took the bait. No, that's it. When you re- well, I want to load this up so you can listen to the way I say You're it. still in front, Sean. No, no. I, 3-1, Sean. This is, I'm Final not, question. I'm not joking here. Caracas was a blind fucking guess. <laughs> You're not getting it, Sean. It's good effort. Well done. <laughs> You're not <laughs> Question six, Fabian. Who yes. was the first woman to dunk in the WNBA? Lisa Leslie. Correct. Three, two. No, I got Fabian. Caracas. Fuck you. Sean. That's it. I said Caracas Sean, two times. You said, Sean, are you sure it isn't La Paz? And I'm I like, am yeah, the La quiz Paz. master. You were incorrect. You said what La Paz. What a load of shit. <laughs> this, is, this is fucking Godolphin all over again. <laughs> Fabian whinges about questions. I got the question right twice. Charity punt. The charity punt. What are we looking at? We're not finding a cure for this disease. We need soon. we need to be smarter. I'm happy. I'm happy to ditch the racing. Yep, they're going to be racing on a heavy eight track this weekend. I hate having a bet on a heavy track. Yep, unless you you're following a nah, mudlark. Let's stick and very to, elegant runs next week. In the stick Oaks. to some sports that we know. Well, I think we just said before we're happy with Frio to win by a margin against St Kilda. Uh, I think as a collective, we were saying that Melbourne should beat Essendon, and I reckon we should be looking at that, and I reckon we back the, the Blues in. And we only have to go head-to-head. So if you have a look at head-to-head Carlton versus Sydney, go 
Frio to win by over 39.5. So Carlton, Sydney, head-to-head. We're paying 250. That's 250. That's... Take it. Yep. What odds is Frio by over even 24.5? Well, Frio at the line, which is 18.5, is $1.90. You're happy to take three goals? They're going to beat St Kilda. They're yep. going to beat yep. St Kilda by more than three goals. Yep. That's four seventy five. I think that's enough. Four seventy five. Four seventy five. Let's just combined. Get the, let's get it rolling. Dollar ninety is it? Dollar ninety and two fifty. And we're at uh, minus eighteen and a half. Yep. Head to head minus eighteen and a half. There we go. Okay. Go. For four seventy five. Four seventy five. So that's Do it. Crash cash for Crohn's. Do it. Follow it on. Hey, can I give you a tales from the punt this week? Well, yes, it's a quick one. This was a beautiful thing where I subscribed to a bloke called the Punting Baron. And he sends out a newsletter each each weekend. <laughs> How shattered would you be to learn that the punting baron's in the room? <laughs> <laughs> you would love it, wouldn't you? So anyway, he tweets yesterday and he gives three tips. Do you have to pay for this? Yeah, you pay like 100 bucks for a year, but you can... <laughs> Christ! So anyway... <laughs> Jesus! So if you listen to the story... He's um, only subscriber. <laughs> Not at all. But he nominated two horses in three races. One of the races Hold had on, already one run. second. Is yes. he better than Turf Deli? Uh, yeah, probably. One second. Does this mean, were we duped during the fucking carnival? Not at all. Tim's nuggets were actually the Baron's nuggets? No, no, because usually we would do our tips before KFC we would get... nuggets, put them in a it, Yes. We would post our nuggets before Turf... Um, yeah, no, not no, Turf no. Deli, before the, the Tim's nuggets Baron. are genuine. Okay. Yeah, my nuggets You're are genuine. You're lucky, Tim. Mine are pure breast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, he nominated two horses in two races at Sandown, and I just figured I'm taking the first named one. And uh, so I ended up backing a horse called Zagos... That was paying five dollars fifty. It's like that Sean Connery movie. And then I backed a horse called Big Night Out. <laughs> Zagos was paying five fifty. Big Night was paying four forty. So I put thirty five bucks a win on each of them just to have an interest. And then I thought I'll I'll multi them together and had fifteen on them at combined odds of uh, twenty seven dollars and thirty six cents. Just did the the odds boost. Yeah. Mm. Didn't watch the races. Didn't listen to it. There's a million dollars in the in the betting account the next morning. <laughs> well, no, there was there was seven hundred and fifty in there, but um, you can't pick a fucking winner. Jesus Christ! To well, you aid Crohn's and colitis. You know what we need to do? We need to get the fucking Baron on the line. <laughs> well, the- needless to say, it was for for uh, an eighty five dollar investment to profit about six seventy. It was. Um, when did the Baron's tips it was a come tidy out? Tidy afternoon. Um, Let's have a look now. See if the Baron has sent through anything for the weekend yet. He usually don't, sends it don't, through. Don't undercut the Baron because he'll probably come after us. Well, that's very true. We, if everybody else is paying for it, and we start uh, telling everybody, we'll you can fine. charge them fifty. <laughs> <laughs> smart move. Smart move. Um, best bets have come through. Excellent. But uh, um, yeah. is that enough for the this that's, weekend? That's it. We're getting it, we're winding it down. I'm thinking bit. Hartnell's a big chance to win the Doncaster on the weekend. I'll for take your word for it, Timbo. Who's going to win the uh, the big matchup at WrestleMania? Sean, man who claims to know nothing about the wrestling. I actually don't know the stipulation. It's the triple. It's a triple. Threat it's a triple match. threat. So, so the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships are on the line, but I'm not sure if it's a winner take all, or if it's a um, the champion who gets pinned loses the belt. I think it's winner take all. I think that Becky Lynch wins by pinning Charlotte Flair. Because they don't want Ronda Rousey to lose. Is she Tom Sawyer's girlfriend? Yeah, that's, yeah, um, that's the one. Becky Thatcher. Becky Thatcher. 
Um, yeah, they want they want they want Becky Lynch to have the belt, but they don't want Ronda to get beaten. So she'll pin Charlotte, and that's how. And then Ronda will go on the quest to win the belt. And then they'll try. That's to, the main event at this year's. And then they'll try the to girls make. Girls are the main event, which is. But then they'll try to make. Um, Absolutely, it's really good. They'll try to make her a face. Yeah. So like yeah. Becky be the heel, and they'll try you to keep make. Keep going Ronda on with these guy. terminologies that we don't know. Dead track. Can you just say Deadfall? <laughs> you know, the bad guy and the good guy. Not this heel. What's the other one called? A face, baby face. And the other ones uh, show some color. You got to show some color. That means you've got well, to three of them got arrested in the latest episode of Raw. Kelly I saw made that me on, watch. Saw that on Twitter. It was and madness. Ronda Rousey got into it. They were put in the back of a cop car and then they kicked the windows oh, yeah. out. Then Ronda got put into another cop car. She jumped into the driver's seat while cuffed and tried to accelerate off. Very so. resourceful, Ronda. It was uh, Kelly was loving it. No, I just, I was just, I Sounds just, like MacGyver. I was just shaking my knife. She, she had happened to get a uh, paperclip, paper clip and it was all over. Uh, but WrestleMania. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we'll, we can unpack uh, WrestleMania next week. I might actually watch it. Um, we'll get Kelly to... Uh, get Kelly to chime in. Shout out to Kelly with her WrestleMania preview. She could do a... She could be the cultural attaché to... Wrestling. Indianapolis or wherever they're fighting from. Surely, don't even the, know where it is. surely it's at the Louisiana Superdome. <laughs> I think it's at the Louisiana Superdome. <laughs> it was there a couple of years ago. Um, of course it was. For me, Sean Peterbach, thank you very much for listening. For Fabian Guadagnolo. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Thank you, Fabian. And for Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. It is. Go it the is Blues. Pleasure. Thank you. Go we'll the see you boys. next one. I don't even know what's going on.